You're listening to the John Clark Cast. I'm your host, John Clark. This episode is brought to you in part by Practice Solutions. Practice Solutions is an incredible billing company. Um, you can do so much more when you have a biller on your side. You can get more done, focus on doing the things that only you can do in your business and the things that bring you joy. You can do it all with less stress, make more money, and overall run your business like a true business owner. So head to practicesoul.com forward slash John to learn more. practicesoul.com forward slash John to learn more. Also, don't forget to grab your tickets to the Get Seen Summit live in Philadelphia coming up October 19th at GetSeenSummit.com. Tickets are limited. GetSeenSummit.com. I would look forward to hanging you out with hanging out with you there in person. All right. This episode, guys, was recorded a while back with my friend Jeff Gunther. Um, I screwed up. My microphone wasn't on, so the audio is really, really bad for about the first half. I'm sorry about that. It sounds bad, and um, if you can get through that, I think you'll really love the episode. It was such a good conversation that I'm choosing to put it out anyway, even though it makes me cringe just a little bit. Um, so, yeah, um, if you can bear with me in the audio with the audio, then that's then then that's great. Otherwise, it's okay if you skip this episode. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise. Um, without further ado, oh, and you're also going to hear the old intro music, so hopefully you can tolerate that as well, a little throwback for you. Um, otherwise, um, here we are, Jeff Gunther from TherapyDen.com. Let's dive in. Jeff Gunther, one of my favorite people of the industry, floating around the internet, is here with me today. Nice to be here with you. <laughs> In the flesh, more or less. First of all, um, so we're on video. You guys can't necessarily see this, but um, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, I'm drinking a polar um, soda. Well, it's not soda. It's like soda water. So it's the same as like the LaCroix or LaCroix, however you yeah. want to say it. Do you know LaCroix, LaCroix? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I'm a, I'm, I know a lot of okay it, so yeah of course um i like love la croix i say la croix because i'm fancy like yeah, that yeah um <laughs> but i was drinking la croix for like years i thought it was amazing i still do think it's amazing and i'm like a huge brand loyalist i love to like find a brand yeah. stick with it it's, it's good that you know that <laughs> exactly you, you i own it. it i'm a brand <laughs> ambassador i tell i told everybody about la croix yeah. it's fantastic and then I a client it. came in and they were drinking Polar, which is like the same sort of thing, uh, but a different brand. And I was like, oh, get out of my office. I can't even talk to you anymore. You need to bring La Croix sure. in here. What is this Polar crap? They're like, no. And they were, they were drinking like a black cherry flavor. And they're like, black cherry is really great. It's amazing. You should try it. So I was like, all right. And so I tried black cherry. And then I just tried all of their flavors. And now I'm a Polar guy. And I think La Croix is crap. So... <laughs> Uh, I would encourage you and all of your listeners to try Polar because they have really fun flair, flavors. I've never even seen it in the store. That's why I'm almost wondering if it's like a West Coast thing. That was my first thought. It might but. be a West Coast thing. The flavor I'm drinking today is tart cherry limeade, which is extremely refreshing. Um, I'm not getting paid by Polar. I just and love their product. Extremely fancy. Yeah. I'd like to be the guy, one of the guys uh, or girls on like the flavor team. 
just sitting around like <laughs> just taking it to great lengths and combining things like you never thought imaginable. Yeah, um, I know. It seems like a fantastic job. The more bougie, the better too. Like you want people to feel like a good product is about how also how it makes people feel to mm-hmm. buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like the bougier the better. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they've totally nailed like who I who I am and my demographic. With yeah. do you so you drink Lacroix? I, I do. I, I drink Lacroix, and that's that's also my preferred pronunciation, <laughs> which we could do a whole episode about and probably light some fires out there in the world. <laughs> because, do, yeah. Do you have a favorite flavor? Um, I like um. Which ones do I like? I like the classic lemon. You know, okay, maybe I'm, sure. I'm a simpleton, so that speaks to my my demographic. But and I was trying to explain this to someone the other day who had never had one, and they were like, "Why on earth would you drink one?" And I'm like, "We need to sit down <laughs> and let me explain the process, and also explain my emotional process of." being extremely judgmental of other people drinking it and thinking that's so bougie it's a waste of money like either just drink soda or drink water dude don't try to act like you're in the middle and like above (laughs) me and then (laughs) i had one Mm -hmm. and i was trying to describe it so it's like yeah it's a good alternative to soda it's a it's just it's a ghost of a flavor like it's a it's just a (laughs) it's like a mirage in the desert like you get a little bit of hit of you know black cherry or something and then it goes away before you can even really taste it yeah. or like remember it and so you exactly. have to take another sip to remember it which is probably a little bit like any drug out there it's like, <laughs> you just need one more hit in order to you know really remember the good old days so i, I don't know i think they've tapped into something but yeah, i didn't do yeah. the best job explaining it to this person because she was like um this sounds unhealthy and <laughs> like a waste of money and i'm like well I, I kind of got stumped, you know, I'm like, you just well, don't understand. I probably got kind of defensive. Oh, yeah, understandably. But if you're going to have an addiction, this is a pretty healthy addiction to have yeah. soda water. So, yeah. yeah, I approve. I support your addiction. I feel like you yeah. support mine. We're all good. <laughs> Especially if you sit and have, like, I don't know, you sit and, like, drink something all day. Like, most people probably have a beverage of some sort or just, you know, drink a ton of water. But, like, right. um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's um, yeah. There are worse things to be (laughs) to have brand loyalty over. (laughs) Exactly. But at least you know it. Well, um, yeah. So I was um, I was telling you beforehand. I I wanted to publish this video, but also um, got really cold feet right beforehand because (laughs) for the first time in I think seven years, I shaved my beard completely Mm -hmm. in a fit of jet lagged confusion. And thinking it would be a good idea and a little bit inspired by um, the most recent episode of Queer Eye or the most recent season of Queer Eye. Mm -hmm. Thought that I could like give myself this total transformation and (laughs) I'd be a new person and like I'd probably, I don't know. Like if I was, if I had like a job, I'd probably get a better job all of a sudden by (laughs) like they do in the show, you know? Well, Well, here's your mistake. First of all, you look fantastic, and I think Thank that you. you're probably judging yourself a little too harshly. But also, you only did like you changed your facial hair, which is like Jonathan from Queer Eye is yeah. all about like facial hair and hair and makeup and stuff like that. 
She only did like one thing from one of the guys. You like didn't do like the four other things. Like you, in order <laughs> yeah. to transform your life, you need to do all the five things. You can't just do one thing, right? So I encourage like, you. Stop eating hot pockets. And <laughs> start making like <laughs> samosa, like homemade vegetable samosas. <laughs> Like every Thursday. Yeah, you need to stop eating hot pockets. You need to like totally remodel your office and your home. You need to do something that kind of like makes you more brave and improves your self-esteem. Um, and you need to like get a whole new wardrobe, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then I need a, a welcome party or something monumental <laughs> at the end of the week where right. I like, you know, stand up for myself or like re-graduate <laughs> high school again. Like you get exactly. this big corrective emotional experience and we all cry. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm kind of like seeing you mid-episode, right? You're yeah, just yeah. sort of like 10 <laughs> minutes in. I'm rooting for you, but I'm not quite sure how it's going to out. You stopped right there. You need to keep on going. I agree. So the other <laughs> categories, they do. So if you don't watch Queer Eye, then you should drink Queer Eye and drink LaCroix. Yes, definitely. Right? And then, um, so it's so it's um, grooming mm-hmm. culture, which is a great one, and basically like therapy. Karamo right. basically does therapy with people and breaks them down and breaks through like their faulty beliefs and yeah, gives and them did new you, ones. Did you know that Karamo was on the Real World Philadelphia in two thousand eight? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I just just learned about that a week ago. He was the first openly gay, openly gay black person on the real world. So that was kind of like a big thing. That's where he like got his start. And he's just been killing it since then. I love it. I'm (laughs) I'm obsessed with this show and obsessed with with these guys. So then it's um, food, Anthony's food, and then fashion tan is fashion right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so basically they come in and remake every category of your life and it's incredible yes. it is truly and it's not even about just like the new hair and like getting a new couch it's really right. about the transformation of the person and like equalizing humanity and being like we're all just trying to make it and mm-hmm. if people have a little bit of help um especially especially like you know dudes who don't know any better it's like they just have a little help a little permission to like take care of themselves or learn how to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do self care mm-hmm. and, you know, they start to feel better and they start to like be better and improve exactly. their lives. It's, it's incredible. It is. It's incredible. And I love it. I'm I totally binge watched every episode, especially like I needed it right now with like everything yeah. that's going on in the world. I felt like this yeah. is my little like bubble. Um, and if you want to get, so Jonathan, the guy who you were inspired by to, yes, to shave your facial hair off. Yeah. He he's kind of like the star of the show in my opinion, yeah. hands down the best. And he also does like um a weekly recap of every Games of Thrones episode. Did you oh know that? Gosh. No, I know he has a podcast too called oh, like, Getting okay. Curious. Yeah. But I didn't know he had this. So he's just sort of like he's got a bunch of content all over. So if you need like even more Jonathan, you can mm-hmm. find him. He's incredible, and he was definitely the inspiration for me to radically alter my appearance without any <laughs> guidance or support. But um, it really does. It really is, though, because the show has very political kind of um, implications for like people overcoming barriers, and um, especially right. given that it's um, so it's filmed in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, right. um, which mm-hmm. is not that far from where I live, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's really cool to see like you know. 
um, this these transformations taking place there and people like you know overcoming their own biases through just forming relationships with people who are different from them like it's it's yeah. incredible yeah it's yeah. really powerful yeah well, we could talk for hours about all three of these things and maybe we will on another podcast that has nothing to do with therapy or <laughs> practice building because people are probably like dude get to the this is great but get to the point like, right, have right. a queer eye podcast um <laughs> So um, I, we had had this scheduled for a little bit, in part because last time you and I just had such a great time on the show, and I feel like people loved um, the last episode about how to get more clicks in your therapist directory. We broke mm -hmm. down like a lot of those statistics and what you'd learn from your own numbers and mm -hmm. um, um, doing your own research. So that was that was really neat and very actionable, um, and just fun to be be curious about like what what makes people click. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, or click on profiles. <laughs> and um, so I wanted to have you back on for a number of reasons. Let's just start with number one, which is that you just launched something really big and I, I want people to hear about it if they have yeah. already. Uh, so I just launched a national therapist directory and it's uh, you can find it at therapyden.com. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. I'm super pumped. I like worked on it for like a year and a half or almost two years and now it finally launched like um, like four weeks ago, I think now. Um, you have a profile on there. Thank you very much. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Um, so it's it's it is a big project, and I'm sort of like positioning it so that it's going up and competing against psychology today. Um, good therapy is also uh, you know obviously out there, mm -hmm. but I feel like good therapy they're doing their thing. Like good for good therapy, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Good therapy, yeah, but psychology today. Um, they're sort of, they're a little, I don't know, like psychology today, they're based in the Cayman Islands. What's up with that? You know, like, are you not paying your taxes? You're probably, see them as like this weird, shady kind of company. And they're not very like progressive. They sort of have a, mono a monopoly over therapist directories. We all feel like we just have to sign up for it when we start our practice. So I was like, all right. Let's make an alternative. And how can I make something that's different? Uh, well, I'm really like, especially nowadays, and many of us are, especially therapists, are really passionate about fighting racism and homo homophobia and transphobia and all the other um, horrible things out there. So I wanted to create a therapist directory that has a mission to fight all of those things. So a lot of the design um, and the search filters is, is sort of like centered around that mission. So, for example, you can go on therapyden.com and you can search for a therapist that specializes, uh, who has like a, a racial justice framework, uh, or who is sex positive and kink friendly, or who is trans competent, or queer competent, or sex worker positive, or specializes in open and poly relationships, 12-step uh, friendly, veterans, um, body positive and health at every size. So there's all these like really... Yeah, current, um, awesome. uh, sort of like current things that we're all go that clients are going through that want to like filter therapists for, and Therapy Den um, provides that. And also, if you sign up for, a yeah, it's it's just a fresh look on a therapist <laughs> directory, and that is so needed. I'm like, and the first time I saw Therapy Den, I was like, wow, this is this is right on time. Um, given that i think sure. yeah some of the directories are so outdated they're also like when, when i look at therapy desk it Thanks. was clearly designed by a therapist like clearly designed by someone who 
understands um, what clients need and what therapists mm-hmm. need in order to convey themselves mm-hmm. uh, appropriately or, or accurately. Um, and then also just to capture like this huge missing component of, right. um, of social activism in, in therapy and in what we do. So I feel like you really nailed that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's other things about the directory that kind of makes it, um, you know, very social justice One of those things is that like, if you decide to be a, uh, a supporter, which means that you like pay $30 per month for your profile, um, you can take 10% of that, uh, of your profile fee and donate it to one of five organizations, Planned Parenthood, Mercy Corps, the Trevor Project, the ACLU, or Life After Hate. So that's kind of like a nice thing that you can do with the, with the profile fee. Um, but right now it's free. To sign up and it's going to be free so i get a lot of questions of like how long is it going to be free and how long yeah, is it yeah, paid? It's good, yeah good question which are really great questions <laughs> and the thing is is that we're going to make it free to sign up until um until therapists in your town start to regularly get visitors to your profile and you start to regularly get some leads and referrals from your profile. So we're in beta period, which means that it's going to be free for the whole time until you actually start to get something, like get clients out of the refer, out of the, your profile. And then we'll start to charge you either 20 or $30 per month, whatever you choose. And we'll give everybody like a heads up before we do that. You can cancel anytime, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that kind of answers that question that a lot of people have. Love it. People yeah. have no reason not to sign up. I would go ahead and hop on um, therapyden.com. Uh, like Jeff said, I created a profile very swiftly. And <laughs> like I was, I've been looking forward to the launch of it. So it's been cool um, to, to see it take off. And, and mm-hmm. um, I know it's been in the works for a while. So it probably also just feels really good to have it out Ugh. there, given that you've been yeah. very diligent and patient <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> Yeah, I teamed up with like two other people, a developer and then like another like project manager, user experience person. And so it's been us three that have been creating this. So it's not like a big agency that was able to like pump this out in three months. We've been working on it for a really long time. So it was super uh, exciting to actually like launch it out into the world. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, you um, so that's Therapy Den. And um, so we talked a lot about directories last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to kind of shift gears a little bit today and talk about LaCroix again for half an hour. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. You, oh, I, I am a, a loyal member of your email list ah. and have been for probably a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this is part of how I like <laughs> – do my own research or just, I like to learn from others. Right. And I think one good way to uh, learn about content marketing and email marketing is to follow a bunch of people, follow pretty much everyone to start. Even you could even set up like an email address just to follow like everyone in the industry or everyone that you just have any interest in at all. Um, Sure. Engage your own reactions to number one, their content, number two, their email marketing. Mm -hmm. That's, um, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but that's how I've learned a lot of what works for me, right? Is yeah. having my own reactions to things and being like, okay, this is great. Or, um, you know, this is really long, or I really like this style of content, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, uh, I, I mean, you are delivering all sorts of really great content, um, to your subscribers, to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly you have learned 
probably through a lot of experience <laughs> how to how to blog effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering kind of how, how you got here. And then maybe the second part could be like how you um, how you started leveraging email marketing because um, I think mm-hmm. the two can really go hand in hand. And a lot of therapists listening might just be getting started with both, or they might have been doing some without a lot of strategy. But like, how did, how did you get here? Well, like you, I think it's good advice. I just started to sort of like subscribe to all the different like therapists or private practice builders, all all of us people in this like industry that I think are interesting. I just started to like subscribe to all their stuff and really check out their newsletters and blogs and things like that. There's a handful of some that I'm sort of like inspired by that we can talk about, but this was like... I think I started really blogging maybe like three years ago consistently and trying to um, blog at least once a week, which is a tricky thing to do, to like come up with a new topic, new content once a week. Uh, and I sort of How do you frame- work around that? Because that's a yeah. big sticking point for a lot of therapists. And actually, yeah. someone was asking me the other day, I think in regards to this podcast or something, like, what if you run out of material? <laughs> and that's like, that's the, that's the, the, the fear for everyone in a way, but obviously people work around it. So how have you worked around it? Uh, you know, I struggle at the beginning of, at the beginning of the week being like, I've got nothing left. I have said everything I could possibly say. (laughs) This is it. Yeah, this is it. I'm done. Good game. I'm out (laughs) of here. Uh, but then I just sort of like move through that, whatever Monday fear that comes up. And I'm just sort of like present and thinking about it. And that's when I sort of like I'm on the internet and I'm reading all the newsletters and there's always like current topics that are trending. And it's usually like current trending topics that I get like inspiration from. Um, so it's kind of a lot of my blogs are like in response to what it, what's already out there. And I just put it in my own voice and put my own little spin on it. Um, so I, I feel confident that I'm going to either get inspired internally, or I'm going to like feel like I want to react to something that's already out there. Um, And it's like, it's also, it's a way for me to be creative, that I can't be creative in the therapy office, you know, um, where I actually get to like create something, type it up, put it out there and see it on the screen. Like, obviously you can't do that with your clients. So it's like, just like another little form of creativity that I get to do. And I know that's really inspiring as well. Um, but a lot of it came from just practice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At first, I wasn't very good, um, not a very good writer. I was trying to find my voice. Like, am I really serious or am I kind of silly or, you know, where do I go on that spectrum? Um, and how do I want people to read it, the feedback that I'm getting? Uh, and through practice, I don't know, there's nothing really, like, magical about the journey yeah. except for that, like, I practiced. I did it a lot. I do have, like, a like an ace up my sleeve um, because yeah. my wife is a writer and copy editor. <laughs> so and she gets explained so much. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> she like, I write everything and then she edits it at the end of yeah. the week. Um, she used to do a lot of editing wow. at the beginning. Now, not so much, but she still like adds a lot to it. So and you just pay her like a flat rate for, yeah, I stay married to her. That's her. <laughs> she enjoys me in the house. Such a generous <laughs> no, guy. It's horrible. That sounds bad. That's just a joke. <laughs> she, we're, um, like, we're we're business partners together. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you go back and forth. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. Yeah. Well, I I think because I think the important part is just like done is better than perfect when mm-hmm. it comes to blogging. Um, I think therapists tend to overthink it. 
Oh yeah. And that's a good way to get really stuck. Right. Um, another way I think to identify topics is just to think about what are, what are some questions that either I've heard my clients say, mm-hmm. or I've heard people say, or even do like, mm-hmm. if you get really stuck, do a little crowdsourcing, make mm-hmm. a post, like ask clients, what, what are you curious about? What's mm-hmm. missing? What have you always mm-hmm. wanted to ask a therapist? I, I just think there's, there's a hundred ways to kind of get unstuck by just tapping into what people are curious about. Um, I think the yeah, other part is sure. when you are when you are brainstorming, like have that list or that bank of topics or questions, et cetera. I know that you actually you have a, a list somewhere of like five thousand blog topic ideas for therapists. <laughs> I don't know exactly where it is, but I do. I think my latest one somewhere. is like 147 blog topics yeah. or something. I'll send you the link. Yeah, um, but and also like sometimes in that regard, like I think about you know I've been a client many times in therapy, uh, and what did I what did I want to like ask the therapist? What did I, what did I want to like talk about with the therapist? Um, so not just thinking about like you as a therapist on your side of the office, but like what is the experience of the client, and how do you how can you write a blog post about that? Um, I also like. I leave Fridays, typically Fridays, open to, and that's just like all of Friday I'm writing and doing that sort of thing. Uh, And every time you put out a blog post, you know, it's good marketing for your website, it's good SEO, you will probably attract more clients because of it. So it feels like maybe you're not making money during that time that you're writing. But when you put it out there and clients find it, you will be generating money from it because, you know, people will contact you for a session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And then, and then how do you, um, what is your approach for the email marketing that you do and how did you, how did you learn it? <laughs> uh, have you, did you, have you ever heard of Amy Porterfield? Of course. Yeah. So she was sort of a long time or maybe like four years ago or something. I was like in a coffee shop and I heard somebody talking about Amy, Amy Porterfield and I looked her up and she was like mostly back then about like Facebook ads and stuff like that, which was like interesting to me and can be really powerful if you use them correctly, as you know. Um, and now she's kind of gone in like some other directions, but she has an amazing blog and one of the best I think out there where she like writes incredibly valuable yeah, content. And then she has the like, you know, download this thing or I'll send you like an extra whatever uh, PDF or downloadable thing. Uh, And so I, at the beginning, I sort of framed it on what Amy Porterfield was doing. And I learned a lot from her. Um, And I also like, I think we all, a lot of us know who Cat Love is, you know, Cat Love, Mm -hmm. um, Empathy Sites and uh, Empathy Copy. A lot of her, she doesn't blog very much or as much as I want her to personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when she does blog, she is really personal about mm-hmm. what she has gone through, why she does what she does, and I feel really connected to her. So I wanted to tie in some of those elements too and be really vulnerable and honest in some of my blog posts. I think especially as it comes to connecting with therapists in that regard. And yeah. first of all, know your audience, right? So right. When, we're, when we talk about connecting with therapists, that openness and vulnerability goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I think therapists get turned off by things that seem overly salesy, overly right. kind of commercial and in your face and, and right. personal. Mm-hmm. So we have that additional layer that we have to work through mm-hmm. um, when it comes to um, approaching therapists with, 
some sort of product. Right. So, and, and I also think it's about just finding what works, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, for instance, I've experimented uh, a great deal with, um, let's say even just last week, I took one email sending out to my list and I had three different headlines for or three different subjects. Right, right. Right. So that's a, that's another thing mm-hmm. you can do when you get to that point where you're pretty comfortable with email marketing, you know your platform pretty well and you can create some different subjects and see which one wins. And mm-hmm. then in this case, I use MailChimp. So MailChimp will decide mm-hmm. uh, or show me this is the one that, that uh, performed the best. So we're going right. to send the rest out with this headline. Mm-hmm. So you can test both your subject lines. Um, if you want to be kind of fancy about it, you can mm-hmm. also, of course, test um, your actual content, right? So you can um, write with different links, I think mm-hmm. is a great, a simple way to test. Like you can have a four sentence um, email mm-hmm. that maybe has a, that says, PS, you know, have you listened to this blog post or, right. you know, whatever, whatever the call to action is. So you can experiment with some shorter posts, you can, mm-hmm. uh, or shorter emails, you can experiment with the longer style, more like a letter form. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, it's about it's about what people are responding to, and it's about the kind of writing that you want to do in your emails yeah. and how you want to engage your audience. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's really fun. Like, how do you figure out what resonates with people? You know, like what can you create so that you'll get like more views and like spread your message? And I don't know. I think it's really fun to do. I think you might be in the minority in that regard. <laughs> I. <laughs> I to call you out i think it's fun too and i think therapists get overwhelmed quickly at the idea yeah, of yeah, like yeah. split testing yeah or a b <laughs> testing it's like that is enough to just make someone just shut down their computer just slam the laptop <laughs> and just go and you know focus on something that i do know how to do right <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point good point yeah it's but fun if, for if me if you can be a little analytical about it it's it's great yeah um, exactly or you can have jeff you know do your split testing for you. <laughs> sure, yeah. For a limited not? time offer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'd be a very busy guy. I Busier. Would, yeah, guy yeah exactly. Well, we, I kind of um, stumbled into this a little bit, but um, you tying this all together, so you wrote a recent blog post that I think made quite a splash, and also it got a lot of people talking, hmm. and I thought that was really interesting and mm-hmm. very, like, very clever of you um you wrote a blog post called how to be no 20 rules for selling things to therapists Mm -hmm. yes uh yeah and that turned into a blog post that was a lot longer than i thought it was going to be that was like a four thousand plus word a blog post i don't recommend right i mean go for it if you want to yeah i don't usually aim to write that but i was just like I was into it, so I just went for it. Um, but yeah, so you want to talk about that? I do want to talk about that. How did okay. you know? Um, <laughs> how did you come up with that topic? Because we've talked about identifying topics today. Like, how did that one? How did you come across that one? Um, so uh, I don't know. It was sort of. It was always sort of like on my like list of possible topics I might write about. And then there was a comment from. Um, Katie Reed. I don't know if you know who Katie Reed is. Do you know who Katie Reed is? That sounds familiar. Katie Reed and Write is her website. And oh, she yeah, helped, yeah. Okay. She helps therapists kind of create copy and stuff like that. Right. And I cool. made a post on something, a, a blog post a few weeks ago, and she was like, wow, there's over 200 comments of engagement on this post. This is crazy. How do you do it? And I was like, all right, 
I'll tell you how I do it. <laughs> uh, so I was like, I felt like that was a good challenge. And I just wrote a really long blog post on like the 20 different rules that I follow that I've come up with for the last, over the last few years, or actually the last 10 years, um, about things that I've been, about ways that I, rules that I follow when I write a blog post that will like get a lot of engagement and be interesting to people. And the blogs that I'm <clears throat> writing now uh, the audience are therapists. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's different from exactly you know, writing for your practice, writing yeah. um, to clients as an audience. Yes. And I, so I think part of the reason I wanted to have you talk about this is because there are a lot of therapists and a lot of people who listen to this show who are starting to think about another, uh, an additional business, an online course or something right. that is, um, effectively B2B or business to business right. or, um, something, a product for therapists, mm -hmm. um, which I think can be great. I think mm -hmm. it's a great next step. It's a great way to step out of your client work and, mm -hmm. and the work we do there and, um, you know, work with one another, provide value to one another. So one of the, one of the points that I saw on that blog post was creating a, like how to create a valuable product. So how do you go about that? Especially because you have created a number of products from your SEO course, mm -hmm. um, which is, which is quite well known mm -hmm. to, um, now it's a therapy den, but how do you go about determining, is this a valuable product? Uh, yeah, good question. I don't know if I have a good answer to that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> cause that is like point number one. So I should have a good answer to it. Create a valuable product. Um, because I have, I've created a number, maybe like five or six different products. One of them was a, was a failure. Um, and then a few of the other ones were pretty okay. And then a couple of them, or two or three of them, have been really great. Um, so it, it, I don't think that you should create a product just to like create a product. I think that you should create a product because you feel really passionate about this service or this product, or you feel like you're like, have some unique skills. You feel like you could do this and carry it out for like years and years if you had to, you know, it would be something that was like really, really resonating with you. It shouldn't just be like, oh, I think there's maybe a gap in the market. I'm going to try to like do this thing because you're curious about it. No, like you need to have a lot of passion. And if you have a lot of passion, a lot of curiosity, a lot of information, information, something really unique, um, then that will be, then you'll be able to create a really valuable product. Um, so I want people to think about that when they're creating something. Um, it shouldn't just be like a random thing. It should be something that they really care about and that they also maybe like do some like focus group testing or just like asking your therapist buddies, how do you determine valuable products? I think um, piloting a product is a really important part of it. Um, yeah, and we we went through this um, at Unconditional Media in a pretty big like phase um, where I I kind of did it backwards in that mm -hmm. we created our Google AdWords program for therapists and launched it just right out of the gate with just the limited information we had at that point. Yeah, in terms of both what do therapists need, mm -hmm. what does this what does this service include, and then what's it worth? What are we going to charge mm -hmm. for it? So I would say those are kind of the three big ones, mm -hmm. right? Um, so looking at those things, trying them out, and then going, oh, we should probably do a pilot <laughs> because uh, some things are working about this and some things are not. Let's figure out what those are. And then let's also really tap into um, people's reactions right. and people's feedback. I think that was that's the other important part is that once you have a any sort of product to test, it's about 
um, gauging how people are responding mm -hmm. to it, um, and even asking people things as specific as, what would you pay for this? Give me a dollar amount. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that, that's always an interesting one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. I and mean, one of the points, one of the rules on the blog post is accepting feedback and criticism, uh, which is still something that I'm working, like, I accept all feedback and criticism, but the way that I, yeah. like, <laughs> it affects me can be, like, sort of really hard sometimes because, you know, like, you're putting oh, yeah. so much into this, you think it's amazing, you've, like, worked on it for, like, two years or whatever, and then you want more feedback, but you're, like, you know, so it's it's hard to take, but, like, you learn so much from all the feedback and criticism that you got. Yeah, that's huge, yeah, and I can say that I, um, man, I've had a couple speed bumps even this week sure. with that, <laughs> um, in terms of people giving feedback or even, um, people that don't work with me or haven't hired me or my right. team giving yeah. feedback. That's always a fun one. I know. <laughs> um, I, where it's kind of like, well, you know, I hear you. And also, I'm not sure that I kind of have to answer to you, <laughs> so to speak. Because um, right. the other reality is like, especially when it comes to um, uh, providing a product or a service at scale, so um, more than just a handful right. of people, you're going to get feedback. Like there's going to be that, that portion of people who are going to be critical or even demanding at times. Um, and we have to put on our therapist hat sometimes and be curious mm -hmm. about like where that's coming from, what's coming up for them, <laughs> um, why they might be spending all this time and, uh, you know, reaching right. out. Um, I kind of think of it like um, when I'm looking at reviews for a restaurant on Yelp, you have to think that they're fairly right. biased and that it, the people that, that take the time to sit down on their computer and open up the page for the smoothie shop and either write like a raving review about it because it's such a great experience mm -hmm. or those people that are like, I'm going to tear mm -hmm. into this smoothie mm -hmm. shop because I can and because they didn't put enough chia seeds in my smoothie <laughs> right. and the world, you know, demands yeah. justice. So there's just going to be those people, but, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to like be open to feedback. And sometimes I think it's just a matter of hearing people out. So if they have that feedback, it's a matter of mm -hmm. us going, okay, let me just kind of hear this out. Let me, if it's a phone call or something like, or even in person, I think another little customer mm -hmm. service tip would be take mm -hmm. notes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like even if this person is driving you absolutely crazy, you don't agree with what right. they're saying. It's like, okay, just, I hear like this is the problem with the product that I'm hearing, or this is like these are the issues you've had. I'm just gonna jot mm -hmm. these down. Like I, I'm taking mm -hmm. these seriously. Sometimes just doing that can help people feel relieved, feel right. heard, and kind of move move on. Yeah, so, and I, I've actually yeah. gotten with like Therapy Den. You know, there's some people that like see Therapy Den, and I don't know. Believe it or not, there's like some therapists that are sort of that come off a little racist, and they're just like. Yeah. This is horrible. I can't believe your mission is garbage. And I'm just like, okay, you're you're clearly not into it and it's not for you. Fine, whatever. But then mm -hmm. there's other people on the other side of the spectrum that are just like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. I love it. But I'm feeling you know, you've made this really inclusive site, but I'm not feeling included. I think you actually left me out of your yeah. site. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, okay, I feel horrible. That's like not my intention. Please let me know. And if, if, it, if for some reason like emailing is like getting funky, I'm just like, I'm calling you. Like, let's hop on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like the phone call goes so much better than just like emailing back and forth. You can clear yeah, so exactly. much. Yeah. So. so being um, 
being open to feedback. Another one on that list was being vulnerable. And I think those kind of go hand in hand. Um, so the other thing is like just being honest about what you've learned or being honest that you don't know it all or that, you know, in this case that I think every product or service has holes mm-hmm. in it. Like, and that's, that's because we're right. human. Um, so being vulnerable, um, giving, a, giving free stuff away, yes. another part of, um, yeah, establishing that rapport and relationship with therapists. How, one question that I get a lot, and actually I was trying to explain to my in-laws recently what I do, <laughs> which is a fun one, meaning like all the online stuff that I do. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, basically, you know, <laughs> you, you give away a lot for free. You build this right. following, you, you, you give away almost everything mm-hmm. for free. And then at some point you have an ask or you have a, right. you know, a product, whether it's a $5 product or a $500 one. But how, and, and so the, their response is like, that's, that sounds like a terrible <laughs> business model. Like you're giving away everything for free. Like what kind of a business is that? Um, and so I had to explain it. Right. But, but how, what, what do you think is important about giving, giving away stuff for free when you're working? With yeah. Families? I mean, I agree with you. I've, I've, my in-laws don't understand what I'm doing and I think I'm just sort of, we're all fine with that right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's super important to give things away for free. Like you're saying, it creates a relationship. It creates trust. It shows that you have value. Um, they kind of like keep on coming back and like are really interested in what you're doing. Um, it also, um, there's like this weird, so I'm, this is going to sound like maybe a little salesy or whatever, but, uh, one thing that I think it does is that like, you're constantly giving away all this free valuable stuff to the point where like you're making the person feel almost a little uncomfortable because they're just like, but I haven't given you anything. Uh, and so they yeah, want to. Yeah. Yeah, they want to be able to even out the relationship. Like, as human beings, they want sort of, like, you know, energy to be balanced on each side. So that, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that when eventually, when you're like, okay, I have this paid product, they're like, oh, thank God. Like, now I can, like, Mm -hmm. show you how much, like, I've been really enjoying all of your stuff. And you've also set them up, not to take advantage of them, but you set them up for being like, wow, Mm -hmm. all this free content is super valuable. What is the paid content? It must be even more valuable. Which... Oftentimes it is. Um, So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just such an interesting model and it's um it's a new idea I think for for a lot of therapists. Um someone phrased it really well not that long ago which is um in terms of how much to give away it's basically you give away the what mm. and then you sell mm. the how. Mm-hmm. Like so for for in my case a lot of what I give away is and and I even tell um uh, a lot of my practice coaching clients this or um people who are interested in coaching with me is the good news about t- like today is that virtually any question you have, there's an answer to out on the internet for free. Mm-hmm. And so the same applies for SEO or mm-hmm. copywriting or uh, a business plan or whatever right. it might be. But the the bad news is you have to sift through all of that <laughs> and you have to implement it at the right times in the right way and do it all without getting mm-hmm. overwhelmed. So that's where, you know, in, in, in terms of coaching, that's where I position mm-hmm that service, right. right, is I help you 
make sense of all the this incredible amount of information that's out there, figure out what's worth keeping, what's what to implement mm-hmm. next, how to do it without getting overwhelmed. And so um, I think that's that's just kind of another way to to think about it totally. um, when you're positioning your yes, product. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what I did with the SEO course that I created. Like all the stuff that it's in my SEO course, you could like go out there and find on the internet and try to figure it out. But it would take you like mm-hmm. – tons, dozens and dozens of hours, if not more, hundreds of hours possibly. So I did that for you. Plus I've been like obsessed with for for 15 years and I put it in like a nice little video lesson, how to package, I'm holding your hand through it. And there's something that's like really so relieving about like going through a lesson or a course like that. So yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Yeah. It's a bit, I think there are a hundred ways to build a practice Mm -hmm. And there are, there are many ways to get to the same destination, right? And there's also, I think, therapists who are on very different timelines in terms of there's therapists who are really set on figuring everything out mm-hmm. themselves, whether it's building a WordPress site from scratch or, um, you know, running your own AdWords or Facebook ads, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and then there's those therapists who make that are really good at making those important decisions between what's what should I do myself? What should I hire for? What should I do myself? What should Mm -hmm. I hire for? I think that fork in the road repeats so often in a a private practice or in a business of Mm -hmm. any kind and knowing how to make those decisions is, is critical to success. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Well, as always, we've covered quite a bit of ground (laughs) A little bit of shenanigans thrown in there. And of course, I'm going to have to have you back on soon to expand on, you know, this world of ideas. Um, What else, anything else you want to throw in there? Or um, can you also tell folks um, where to find you, how to sign up for the valuable products that you have, et cetera? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, You can go to therapydone.com to look at the new therapist directory and sign up for it for free there. You actually get free enrollment into my SEO course if you create a profile on therapydone.com. That's not going to last forever, so that's something that you might want to jump on. Um, And if you want to uh, message me directly and give me feedback and criticism and be nice about it, I would love to hear about it. You can reach me at hello at therapydone.com. Um, but yeah, those are the places you can reach me. I've, I always enjoy talking to you, John. And, uh, and I think that I really want you to find the polar, (laughs) um, uh, soda water. I think that you'd really enjoy it. And maybe the next time we talk, we can talk about how you've transitioned into polar. And I'm also like interested (laughs) to see your like continued personal queer eye journey. I don't want you to just like stop right here. And I'd love to hear more about it. I love it. I should do my own vlog series on like <laughs> how I quit playing video games and, be- and started acting my age. You know, <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I'll go that far, but um, <laughs> maybe some form of that. Yeah. So, guys, check out Therapy Den. Um, again, we'll add some links in the show notes. Um, Jeff is doing some great partnerships with lots of different companies, including my company, Unconditional Media. So, um, mm-hmm. if you if and when you sign up for Therapy Den and you reference Therapy Den, um, you can get $50 off the setup fee for a Google AdWords service at my company, Unconditional Media. So um, definitely do that. I think um, 
uh, it's a great way to kind of take advantage of, of this partnership and um, just beef up the, the resources you have in building your practice and marketing your practice. So um, take advantage of that while you can. Jeff, it's been, it's been a fun one, and uh, I look forward to seeing <laughs> you next been. time, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to head to practicesoul.com forward slash John to apply to work with Jeremy and his amazing team. Also rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you're listening. And don't forget to grab your tickets to the Get Seen Summit at getseensummit.com. I'll see you in October in Philly.